we can imagine a perfect world where there are no political barriers and all fights can get done. Uh, but in reality, it looks like it'll be the Leo Santa Cruz fight. I'm not sure he's going to be able to deal with Ray Vargas's reach and size advantages. But, um, you know, just for the sake of hypotheticals, I would like to see him fight against Emmanuel Navarrete because they're both Mexican and they both have really awkward styles that people have trouble dealing with. With Ray Vargas, he moves around a lot. He got these um, counter punches from the outside. He knows how to tie up and make it a really ugly fight for someone. Navarrete, he's all aggression and the punches come from so many different angles. And then also Ray Vargas, one of the advantages he has is his height advantage. He's taller than everyone. But with Emmanuel Navarrete, who's about five seven and a half or five seven, shorter than Ray Vargas, he's going to have a reach advantage going into a potential fight with Ray Vargas. So you got a size advantage versus a reach advantage. You got a guy who's very awkward in terms of his uh, boxing skills and his defense and moving around while landing punches. Whereas Emmanuel Navarrete, he's awkward as he comes forward. So really interesting matchup of styles if that fight um, could ever take place. It doesn't look like it. Um, but, you know, for the sake of hypotheticals, I think it's interesting to think about. Welcome back to the RBR recap episode 24. I'm Alex Burgos, joined as always by my man, Gabe Brevis, who is in sunny Florida, if I'm not mistaken. How are you, Gabe? I'm doing well. Once again, joining the show from a hotel, but we're here ready to go. It's Sunday morning. Nice. We got to uh, chop it up and talk about the WBC featherweight title fight last night on Showtime presented by Premier Boxing Champions. It was Mexico's Ray Vargas challenging um, to become a two weight division champion against Mark Maxayo, who had recently beat Gary Russell Jr., who was the longstanding WBC featherweight champion. It was a good back and forth. Um, you know, tough, close fight, uh, which Vargas ended up getting the nod by split decision. Scores were 115-112 twice for Vargas and 114-113 for Magsayo. Gabe, what were your thoughts on uh, this fight, on Vargas becoming and successfully becoming a two-division champion? He now holds a WBC title. A lot of um, appetizing you know, uh, opportunities and, and fights and matchups that we can kind of play around with and discuss. None more so, at least from Vargas's perspective, than Leo Santa Cruz. He mentioned a, a bunch of times um, in the post-fight presser, in the ring with Jim Gray, and then in the, the press conference after as well. So it seems like that's maybe the way that he wants to go all Mexico battle, um, which would be a fun fight. Sign me up for that one. But what were your thoughts on the fight first? And then we can kind of discuss uh, maybe what's next. Going into the fight, there were a lot of intriguing elements between uh, Ray Vargas and Mark Maxayo because there is a rivalry between their trainers. You got Nacho Betty Stein on Vargas's corner, and of course, Freddie Roach on Maxayo's corner. And we saw that same dynamic in the rivalry between Manny Pacquiao and Juan Manuel Marquez, again, Filipino versus Mexican rivalry as well. Um, I was also interested in seeing how Ray Vargas would do as he moved up in the division. Uh, sometimes when fighters move up, their power and their reach is not as effective. But because Ray Vargas is so tall, he's able to maintain his effectiveness as he moves up in the division. Uh, I think of examples like Oscar De La Hoya or Terrence Crawford, who, aside from, uh, you know, who, who as they moved up in weight, was able to continue using reach advantages and also seemed like they got stronger. 
So I was also looking to see if Ray Vargas would look stronger at 126 pounds now that he doesn't have to lose as much weight. Um, and also, I kind of wanted to see Mark Maxayo, what he was made of uh, and, and, you know, what kind of fighter he is at 126 pounds. He did had a great victory against Gary Russell Jr., but unfortunately, there might be an asterisk because he said that he was uh, injured from it. Um, and, and so because of that, you have to, you know, see him against another opponent to see where he is at, at 126 uh, pounds. But uh, uh, with this fight with Ray Vargas and Mark Maxayo, we saw Ray Vargas that is very similar to the one at 122 pounds, moving around a lot, clinching, throwing counter punches uh, from the outside. I didn't see him look stronger, but I did see him being just as effective as he was at 122 pounds, countering Mark Maxayo from the outside, sometimes being a little reckless as he counters. And by that, I mean the uppercut from the outside, especially to the body. I think that's what, that's what caused the quote-unquote knockdown against Ray Vargas. I'm not sure if that was a knockdown or if it should have been counted as a knockdown, but uh, it was as a result of throwing an uppercut from the outside and catching a straight punch. Again, the quickest way to get between two distances is a, is a straight line, not by going around. So if someone throws an uppercut, the, you can catch him with a straight right hand or, or even a jab, and that's what happened with Vargas. Uh, but I thought it was, you know, nonetheless – a clear victory for Vargas and it opens up the doors to new opportunities at 126 pounds. Yeah. To go back real quick to what you were saying, some of the things that he was uh, mistakes that he was making that lead uppercut is just a weird punch. And from so far out. Yeah. Maxayo, I thought it was a, a definite knockdown. He caught him with the straight right coming in. Um, that was basically all he had, you know, all night he was on the straight line coming in, trying to land that straight, right. I was a little disappointed with Maxayo's, um, you know, versatility and all this talk about, you know, we've been working on different things, doing different things. Now, going back to what he said all, you know, fight weekend before that, I hope Ray Vargas stands there and trades and doesn't run and this and that. Vargas didn't run, you know, in the mid to later rounds, he got a little bit more intelligent and was like, okay, well, I don't have to stay in the pocket and fight, but I can stand, get my combinations off and circle, you know, laterally and move around. That's, that's smart, but he didn't really use the ring like the 122 pound version uh, of you know Vargas and and really move around so much I thought he gave Maxayo a lot of opportunities but Maxayo couldn't really close the distance effectively he didn't jab he didn't use what Manny Pacquiao said would be uh you know the key factors which was really good head movement and footwork um I thought he was he lacked in those two departments and I thought we would have seen a little bit more uh, development especially being like He's kind of cut in that cloth and that mold of Manny Pacquiao. So obviously who better to work with than Freddie Roach, you know, you can kind of, but you know, I, I guess there's limitations to that, you know, who's Manny Pacquiao, only Manny Pacquiao. So, you know, but I'm thinking kind of that herky jerky jump in and out um, a lot of head movement he showed like just a small glimpse of that and just not enough at all. Didn't throw enough punches. I think Vargas, according to CompuBox threw almost 200 more punches um, he was the busier guy. He was the more effective guy. And he's been down three times before, uh, last night being the fourth. So it's not like, oh, wow, you know, he can't take the power. I thought he he took some clean shots early on. I thought he handled it well. So uh, maybe as he gets more acclimated to that division, he'll be okay as well. But yeah, I think a guy with um, more tricks and more tools in the bag would be able to figure out how to maybe approach that distance a little bit better and make him pay for some of the things that he's doing. He was, you know, throwing those kind of like falling back um, shots and, and that, that lead uppercut, which was weird. And finally he paid for it in round nine. Um, 
you know, lucky for him, Maxayo didn't really take advantage. And I think Abner Mars was the one kind of beating that drum more than any of the Showtime guys, but they were all kind of miffed. Like round 10, he was on, you know, Vargas was on wobbly legs and Maxayo mm-hmm. didn't really try to push the action or really take advantage like you would think. And um, I mean, you even go back to the Gary Russell Jr. fight. I mean, you got a one-armed guy actually wasn't doing anything um, besides relying really on his power shot uh, to really win that fight. So I think he definitely needs to strengthen some, some things and uh, he's got the power obviously. And, you know, he, he was almost able to kind of erase all the early mistakes that he made again with that one hitter quitter and just um, get to that point where he could win a fight based off his power, but he's definitely got to add some things to his repertoire and, and who knows that's a busy division. So there are other options for him as well. Um, if a immediate rematch doesn't happen, which it seems it, it won't because moving to what's next, you know, Ray Vargas was asked a few times and he said there's been preliminary discussions and whatnot. And so Leo Santa Cruz seems like the guy. Uh, and like I said, sign me up for that one. He's a whirlwind. He's a fun fighter. And I think those two styles will mesh uh, pretty well. But there's also other guys as well. So, Gabe, I mean, talk to us about what you think of the Leo Santa Cruz fight and, you know, potentially against some of these other guys. Now, Josh Warrington, uh, you know, Lara and, and Maxayo again. We can imagine a perfect world where there are no political barriers and all fights can get done. Uh, but in reality, it looks like it'll be the Leo Santa Cruz fight. I'm not sure he's going to be able to deal with Ray Vargas's reach and size advantages. But, um, you know, just for the sake of hypotheticals, I would like to see him fight against Emmanuel Navarrete because they're both Mexican and they both have really awkward styles that people have trouble dealing with. With Ray Vargas, he moves around a lot. He got these um, counter punches from the outside. He knows how to tie up and make it a really ugly fight for someone. Navarrete, he's all aggression and the punches come from so many different angles. And then also Ray Vargas, one of the advantages he has is his height advantage. He's taller than everyone. But with Emmanuel Navarrete, who's about five seven and a half or five seven, shorter than Ray Vargas, he's going to have a reach advantage going into a potential fight with Ray Vargas. So you got a size advantage versus a reach advantage. You got a guy who's very awkward in terms of his uh, boxing skills and his defense and moving around while landing punches, whereas Emmanuel Navarrete, he's awkward as he comes forward. So really interesting matchup of styles if that fight um, could ever take place. It doesn't look like it. Um, but, you know, for the sake of hypotheticals, I think it's interesting to think about. And also there's a guy named Lee Wood who has a lot of power who will give anybody trouble at 126 pounds. Cool. Yeah, no, definitely. Lee Wood's another guy that we didn't mention, but um, powerful as well. Fun to watch. Uh, I he has think... a regular WBA title, whereas Leo Santa Cruz has a super WBA title. Yeah, definitely. And Santa Cruz, you know, quitted himself well in his comeback fight against Keenan Carvajal recently. And so, I mean, I think even that version would just be fun to watch. You know, obviously he may have lost a step or two, but I think it's still a fun fight to get against Ray Vargas. Uh, I'm with you if we could, you know, throw all political barriers aside and, you know, just not have to deal with thinking of different promoters and this and that just from a fan's perspective. Uh, Emmanuel Navarrete is is the fight that we want to see. Thank you for listening to the RBR Recap. Make sure to follow us on social media at RBR Recap and visit RBRRecap.com for the latest episodes.